It's time for JT the Brick. I am JT the Brick, focused black hole, getting in there, ready to rock. I got my A game. I've been there with the Raider Nation in the black hole. I've been in this rivalry. I've seen it in my 24 years here. It's a do or die game. Can't let them win in Vegas. Protect the house. Protect the Legion Stadium. Be ready to go. No half-ass effort. You don't need a PhD. You don't need some expert on CNN or Fox News teaching you about fandom. I just told you. JT the Brick. I'm on a roll right now, so let me go. Hey, JT. Yes. I love you, and I love your show. Thank you. That's what the Raiders are based on. Al Davis, the history of the Raiders, they were always banged up. They were always taped up. They had blood coming through their helmets, and they played. The 11 Angry Men. I'm not encouraging injuries. I'm encouraging violence. So that's where we are. Raider Nation. Simply put, man up and play football and win a game. And now, that's a hell of a motivational speech. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on another busy day, active day for the Raiders. Darren Waller. Breaking news, Darren Waller traded to the New York Giants for a third round pick. The Giants will send a third round pick, the 100th overall to the Raiders for Waller who will provide quarterback Daniel Jones with an established veteran target in the passing game, according to Adam Schefter as we begin the show. Wow, this is a big one. I was in the building today, uh, confident that a big trade was brewing, and this was it. And uh, Darren Waller has been on the trade market with the Raiders for quite some time, uh, going back to last year with the Green Bay Packers and the Raiders move Darren Waller today. This is a tough one for me, you know, because you get to know players You get to know some better than others, and Darren Waller is one great dude. Darren Waller just got married to Kelsey Plum. He's a guy who walks the tunnels with the homeless here. His sobriety has been a big story. Love watching him play. Love the big plays that he's made over his career with the Raiders. I think that the Raiders, and again, we'll have a conversation coming up here with Dave Ziegler here at some point as they wrap up free agency Over the last couple of days, I think that the best way to tell you what happened here is Waller was given a contract. They evaluated the contract. He didn't play because he was injured. In the last two seasons, he had a combined five total touchdowns and missed a lot of games. So that's it. That's why they evaluated him and they moved on. We've been telling you from day one, uh, this organization now evaluates players differently on price point, production, and the ability to play. And Darren Waller appeared in just nine games last season, hauling in 28 catches for 388 yards and a total of three touchdowns. That's why he's moved. They gave him a contract. They evaluated the contract. He was not available for injury purposes. Uh, The timeline of when he came back and when he could have came back was always a topic with me on this show. We talked about it when Darren was not available. I am really sad to see Darren Waller leave. A guy that I think truly provided an impact for the Raiders in an explosive way when he was out there and when he was at his best. And again, I've been doing this. This is going on 25 years with the team. All I do is have great things to say about Darren Waller. This is a business. The Raiders made a business decision today. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Raider fans don't agree with it, and that's why we have a flagship radio station. We open up the show brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Tomorrow, I'll be at the Strat, formerly the Stratosphere of the Strat, owned by Golden Entertainment. We'll be there from noon to 3 to kick off March Madness and this wild week for the Raiders as the Raiders are making moves left and right. Earlier today, Jacoby Myers 
comes to the Raiders in another value deal. Uh, the Raiders believe they got one of the best wide receivers, if not the best wide receiver in all of free agency, and clearly someone that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are very comfortable with. They think he fits the system perfectly, and now we understand why Darren Waller was moved, and the Raiders might be done, not be done yet. I expect the Raiders to make more moves if they believe that the players that they're moving on from are not a good fit for this team when it comes to availability. See, that's a big-time problem, what we're dealing with today. What we're dealing with today is high emotion. High emotion, which I think is the strength of what I do on the radio. I've dealt with more Raider fans on the radio under high emotion than anyone in Raider history and media. I'm prepared for this show. I know there's going to be a lot of pissed-off fans, a lot of fans in shock that Darren Waller was moved. I am not going to sit here and say that Darren Waller wasn't a great player and that he still had some upside, but I understand why he was moved. The Raiders, what we all know is happening now, if you can just cut through the fog and mow down some of the trees and look at some of the big pictures, uh, the Raiders are trying to get this money under control. And again, they rewarded Waller with the contract, and clearly they gave him a contract because he was a valuable player, and they evaluated him in that building for a year. They saw everything with Darren Waller that you and I didn't see. Okay, they were available uh, available to look at him every day. I'm not saying he did anything wrong. I'm not saying he wasn't a great teammate, but he wasn't available. And he wasn't available, and they were able to move that contract. That's all the Raiders did today was get out of a big contract that they don't have to pay anymore. That's exactly what the Raiders did with Derek Carr. A matter of fact, they wanted to move on from Derek Carr, and they wanted to not give him any new money or the guaranteed money. And that's clearly what happened here. They paid Waller. They looked at Waller's ability and availability and said, we can't afford him at this price. Now, if you want to debate how you can redo the contract, how you could refix it, I don't know what happened with the agent and Dave Ziegler. I don't know. And again, we'll find out. We'll ask Dave that directly when we get an opportunity to talk to him. But Waller just wasn't available last year. He wasn't. And the Raiders were looking for him to come back at certain times, and he wasn't able to come back at times where we were all waiting and we were covering that on this show. I took call after call on where's Waller? When's he coming back? When are they going to have Darren to try to save the season? And they weren't able to get him to the end. Same thing happened with Hunter Renfro. The exact same thing happened with Hunter Renfro. Real injuries, real injuries from players who got new contracts and then were, then were evaluated through the injuries, how they got through the injuries, how they prepared how they were able to come back or not, and then what those contracts mean going forward. So the Raiders' offense with Waller, they lose a valuable piece of a guy who can break up any defensive game plan. And I'm surprised by this move. I did not suspect that Darren Waller would be moved, but I had an idea that he was in the conversation because of what happened with Green Bay last year and the fact that they were willing to move him there and his name was brought up in trade talks. So am I shocked by this move? I'm not shocked by this move. I wish that, you know, the Raiders got something better than a third-round pick. But what Raider fans need to realize now is the same thing about uh, with Derek Carr getting nothing in return. It would have been great to get a third-round pick for Derek or a second-round pick for Derek. The bigger picture is the Raiders' new regime want these contracts off the books heading into the draft. That's, that's the show. You might not like the player. You might like other players. Josh Jacobs on Instagram, not happy about this move. I'm sure there's other players who are not going to be happy about this move. It is a business. 
and I don't have to agree with every business decision. And nor do I, but I'll tell you one thing, I try to focus the show back on the train tracks because there's so many Raider fans that want to derail the train. Raider fans that want to derail the train because they don't want to talk about the business side of it. They just want their favorite players under max contracts every year. And it doesn't work that way, and it doesn't work that way under this regime. So that's how I see the deal. I spoke to Vinny last night. I'm going to replay that interview. It did not include Darren Waller later in the show on how Jimmy Garoppolo was brought in. What we also know about the Raiders in this version of free agency, I don't think this is a teardown. They brought in Jacoby Myers and Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't tell those guys and call those guys and say, hey, we're ripping it down and we're taking it down to the studs. You want to come here? They believe that they are adding quality players and getting rid of contracts that they don't believe are viable anymore here in Las Vegas as they go out and secure other players and they load up for the draft. That's exactly what the true story is today. I don't care if people think it's spin or not. I wish Darren Waller survived this move. I want Waller here. I'm not going to spin it that Waller needed to go. I would have did that show three days ago. You know, Waller's the first one that's got to leave. No, I I like Waller. I wanted Waller to be here. But I understand why he's not here. The guy didn't play the last two years. He had a total of five touchdowns in two seasons. Five in two years and missed a lot of games. So as much as you love him and love the jersey and all of that, so do I. One of my son's favorite players. But, But he's not available. He wasn't available. I hope he's available for the Giants and has 100 receptions. And I hope he has a Pro Bowl year. But he didn't play at that level the last two years due to injuries. And the Raiders evaluated the fact that he appeared in just nine games last season and had only 28 catches. So the Darren Waller that we've seen at the highest level is no longer, as the Raiders evaluate him, at that level anymore. And that's what's painful for me and Raider Nation today. Because I believe Darren Waller could have got back to that level. 100 receptions. But not with Devontae. Not with Devontae. You're not going to get 100 receptions. You know, uh, Waller's not, Waller and Renfro aren't going to have their best years anymore with Devontae. Devontae's getting the ball pretty much all the time. He's the alpha on this team. And you'd like to have three more alphas. They're not going to have it this way. So Darren Waller takes the hit. And he takes the hit in a big way. Because he's a hell of a player and he's a good guy and he's a role model and he's done a lot and we all like him. I think we all like Darren Waller. You will not hear one negative thing from me on Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and other people that leave. You didn't even hear me say that about Robert Gallery, who's a friend, and Jamarcus Russell, who I don't know. Well, once a Raider, always a Raider. In 2020, Darren Waller had 107 receptions on 145 targets for 1,196 yards, nine touchdowns on that year. That was one of the greatest years in Raider history, including Dave Casper, Raymond Chester, Todd Christensen, all the great tight ends in Raider history. He followed that up in 2021 by playing 11 games, 93 targets, so he went from 107 receptions to 55. He had only two touchdowns in 2021. Last year, he went from 11 games to 9 games, 55 receptions to 28, and had three total touchdowns and only 388 yards receiving. So again, in Darren Waller's career with the Raiders, which I think was a good one, I like Darren a lot, but I got to do a radio show today and I got to dip the show in reality. 2020 
2020, 107 receptions. Then 55, where he got paid and down to 28. So that is deteriorating numbers at an enormous contract price. The receptions and targets. Targets in 2020, 145, then 93, and then 43. Yards for Darren Waller. In Oakland, 2019, 1,140 yards. 2020, first year in Vegas, 1,196. Then 665 and 388. So Darren Waller in his last two seasons had nowhere near the season he had in 2020. Two seasons combined, 2021 and 22, he had about 1,000 yards and a total of five touchdowns. 2020, he had 1,196 yards and nine touchdowns. So in his career, he had two touchdowns in Baltimore, three in Oakland, nine in Vegas year one, two in Vegas year two, and three in year three. That's why he's not here. They looked at his availability, which he was not available to play under the contract that he was rewarded with, and they just got out of the contract. That's all they did. It wasn't personal at all. I don't believe it. They got out of the contract because they thought the value of the contract did not work. And as those who say Patriots West, well, you're onto something. And I told you you were onto something a long time ago. This is a GM now that just made two big deals, really three deals, so far in free agency. Jimmy Garoppolo, no doubt, was one of them. He got, I, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo, he got on a discount. I think everybody knows that. Got him on a discount. We know that. So they got him at a cheaper price than what Jimmy Garoppolo's worth. Jacoby Myers, I think they got Jacoby Myers because they believe he's better than Renfro, and he's, and he's going to fill the needs of Darren Waller because he plays slot and Darren Waller plays receiver more so than all that. So what the Raiders have done here is the Raiders are making moves to get themselves ready for the draft. And if you got a problem with that, let me know. 702-365-9200. If you're upset that Darren Waller is gone like you were with Derek Carr, I'm here for you. We're right here as we look at the Raiders and free agency and what they're going to do. But I'm telling you one thing, that for those who would think this is a teardown and all that, because there are people that are just way out there right now, uh, the pitch to Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Myers and to the draft picks are not going to be, hey, we're, real, we're trying to rebuild this thing. What they did was they got rid of Darren Waller and Derek Carr. Derek Carr had no chance of making it on this team under this new regime. No chance. And you knew that, and I told you that. And Darren Waller, I think, did. I think Darren Waller had a chance to prove to this regime that he could be here long-term, and he obviously didn't prove it because of his inability to play because of injuries. Now, for those who say, well, wait a second. I said yesterday on the whole show, Jimmy Garoppolo is completely healthy. You were calling me saying, well, he's never healthy. And I would just come back and say, well, he's healthy now. You could say the same thing about Waller. Waller hasn't been healthy the last couple of years, and I, I would assume he'd be 100% healthy this season. And the Raiders wanted out of that contract. Burdensome contracts that are on the books, and there's a few more that are left. I'm not guaranteeing a trade, but I think another trade's coming. I think that this regime is looking to move on from players that, A, they think don't fit the finances of this team going forward, heading into the draft and the rest of free agency, and they'd like to get the finances under control to the value of what the GM thinks the players are worth. 
That's all it is. That's all this is. And some people get it. Some people don't have to get it. Other people can be frustrated. Other people can be pissed off. I've told you since Dave Ziegler's come here, he and his scouting staff have a different way of evaluating players. They're not going to hit a home run on every player. I don't think they did with Chandler Jones. I think he was highly overvalued for the price they paid him. All right, they take that one on the chin. They gave Renthrow and Waller new contracts. They gave Derek Carr a new contract that they knew they could get out of. And I just think that Ziegler and clearly McDaniels watched Darren Waller for a year. When he played, he was really fun to look at and watch play and make big plays. But overall, they want better value at that position for the contract. I don't think you're going to get a better player. That's obvious. I'd take me away with a straitjacket if I say that. I don't think you're going to get a better player. But what I think you're going to do is they're going to try to get the finances under control to their liking so they can continue in free agency. And obviously set up the defense because the offense without Waller takes a hit. But production-wise, it hasn't been there the last two years. They have Jacoby Myers, Devontae, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro for today and now. And then you look at what else they're going to add here, and they got the number one running back in football. So, again, I only have great things to say about Darren Waller. I gave you his stats. I told you the games he missed. I told you the games he played well. And I told you about the friendship I have with him, which is I'm not great friends with him, but I saw him at the Super Bowl and uh, wished him well. And he just got married and wished him well for that. And once a Raider, always a Raider. But I'm, I'm very disappointed he's not here. I really would have liked to have seen the organization build around him. But you got to be available under this regime, and they're going to go in a different direction. Your thoughts on that as we open up with Chris in West Oakland. You're up first today on the flagship. Go ahead, Chris. Hi, JT. Man, I, all over, I, I could go with this. I, I'll be honest as a Raider fan. My patience is run thin. I'm not happy. I don't – I'm tired. First off, thanks to Darren Waller. I'm in a conundrum. I'm with you, JT. I understand the most important ability is availability. And But the whole thing about the finances, I'm tired of hearing about value signings. Mm. Jacoby Jones is not on anybody's radar. He's not a better wide receiver than Hunter Renfro. Talent wins on the field, not value signings. Mm. Again, Patriot Way. Patriot Way got away with value signing because they had Tom Brady for 20 years. It's never worked anywhere else. They got rid of their quarterback. They got rid of their tight end. They did not upgrade at either position. Jimmy G's completed eight passes of over 30 yards since 2019. Yes, he wins. He wins because he's always had a top two defense. I could take it the other way. And I'm not saying Jimmy G's terrible. Believe me, they could have done worse. But you could look at it this way. The Niners have had the best roster in football the last five years. And Jimmy G's probably the reason they don't have a Super Bowl ring. Last year, the Niners tried to trade him. Nobody wanted him. So I'm not happy with what they're doing. I'm tired of hearing about value. I'm tired of hearing about the finances. You're $50 million under the cap. Go out and sign me some freaking players. The Niners had the best defense in football last year. Just went out and signed the number one free defensive free agent on the market. The Raiders have got to start spending some money and making some splashes. Depth is great, but the Raiders can't afford to wait for depth. We need freaking studs that make a difference. You want to help the defense? Josh McDaniel said a week ago at the press conference at the, in Indianapolis, 
the two most important things in football and defense. We need guys that can touch the quarterback and guys that can touch the football. You just went out and signed a free safety that in 20 games last year didn't intercept a single pass. He's intercepted three passes in five years. It's more of the same. So excuse me if I'm not going to roll over and just give my undying loyalty and support to these guys that have never succeeded anywhere without Tom Brady. I'm, I'm going to be remain skeptical until I'm proved wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm still going to be a Raider fan. You know that. I'm not one mm-hmm. of these people that's jumping off the bandwagon. But, JT, I'm pissed because it's Groundhog Day over and over and over. I understand Waller was hurt, but by the same token, we're not going to get better at the position now. Jimmy G is not better than Derek Carr. There's a reason teams were all over Carr in free agency, and only the Raiders seem to want Jimmy G. So, again, my skepticism level is at an all-time high. I hope these guys prove me wrong, but right now all I'm seeing is more of the freaking same. But thank you for letting me rant, JT. I know you're going to disagree on a hang-up, but you know I'm still a Raider fan, and I'm always respectful to these guys. But until the Patriot way, other than Tom Brady, does something that proves me wrong, I will remain skeptical. Thank well, you, my friend. And I always you appreciate your friendship and your call, Chris. If you're going to judge everything that these guys ever do to Tom Brady, if, you, if every phone call you're going to make on every move is compared to these guys can't do anything other than Tom Brady, I don't have an answer for you. Okay, if you're going to compare every move they make and, and bash them on every move they make because you want to throw Tom Brady in, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. I wanted Tom Brady here. Not Jimmy Garoppolo. I wanted Tom Brady. I had fun saying I'd pick him up at the airport with a Maverick helicopter. I thought Brady was a, a realistic move. They got Jimmy Garoppolo. He was clearly – look at what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. I also like Aaron Rodgers of being the biggest game changer that could be there, and we're waiting on Aaron Rodgers and Jets news as he's a complete nutcase and diva now. Lamar Jackson is now popping off. I don't think the Raiders were ever going to go down the Lamar Jackson move, but I wanted him to because I think he could change the game and change this franchise forever. But these are exotic, really crazy big deals that cost ungodly money to do, and they're not going to do that. They're going to build through the draft. They're going to try to get it right the right way. So Jimmy Garoppolo, considering all the other quarterbacks that could have been available for Derek Carr, I'll meet you halfway. I have no problem saying it's a lateral move. The only thing I've been backing that up with, they didn't want Carr. They evaluated him for a year under the system. Film study, practice, games, all of it, they evaluated him and parted ways as friends. Carr thanked Mr. Davis at the press conference. Those guys said Derek was a great guy. They didn't want him anymore. They did not want Darren Waller anymore at this price. So they got a third-round pick ahead of the draft. And maybe a second and a third can get him into the first again and have two first-round picks. I don't know. I'm just giving you what could happen here. I don't know what's going to happen here. Did I want Darren Waller to stay? Absolutely. But a Darren Waller at this time was expendable because of his production the last two years. And that's why Josh Jacobs is a priority. Because his productions exceeded what these gentlemen evaluated him as they looked at the film the year before and they probably weren't super impressed to pick up his 50-year option. So for Jimmy G with all the quarterbacks where the Raiders could have been, I could have been bleeping sitting here today with no Jimmy G, no Baker Mayfield, and doing a full-on Jacoby Brissett show with the Guardians at the gate coming after me. 
Jimmy G is a pretty damn good quarterback. And hopefully we all wish him well. His press conference is coming up here in a couple of days. I'll be in the building for that. Waller, hey, all I'm telling you with Waller is the truth. If Darren was healthy the last two years and exceeded his contract, he'd still be here. He didn't. He's out. And it's a shame because he's damn good. And he's a really good guy. And there's a lot of Raider fans here that don't have to agree with any of this. I am not telling you, nor have I ever, told you what you should think. All I'm asking you is to look at the complete picture, and then if you still hate it, call me. But at least understand what they're trying to do here, freeing up money, freeing up more money, getting more money under the cap, and setting the franchise up. Everybody, do not look for this franchise to be set up to win the Super Bowl this year, even though I'm hoping that that will be the case. It doesn't look that way when you're getting rid of players like Darren Waller. But again, a lateral move with Jimmy G, I'm good with that. And then when we take a look at Waller, hopefully that money in that pick leads to something big. And if it leads to the ability that they could get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young behind Jimmy G, which I wouldn't do. I think they got the quarterback now they want to build with. Why get a quarterback when you have Jimmy G? Don't bring in Jimmy G and then go draft a quarterback number seven. These are complicated issues we're talking about, and we're talking about it together. So Jason Horowitz is going to join us. Your phone calls are coming up. Lou in Los Angeles. I'll get Lou up here in the monologue. Go ahead, Lou. What up? What up, JT? Great show, man. Hey, JT, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but I will tell you this. This franchise uh, in the last 20 years have won, had two winning seasons. So mm-hmm. um, my thing is this, and I've been a Raider fan for all my life, um, almost 30-some years. 30 some years of, uh, of watching this and, and I'm not a, I, I, when I get a Jersey, I never get a player's name on the Jersey. I always get mm-hmm. my name on the back of the Jersey. Cause I know mm-hmm. there's a chance that they're going to move. Uh, my question to you, um, JT, uh, and I agree with that caller before regarding, um, Garoppolo. Here's my problem, mm-hmm. JT. You just said that Waller was not available. When was, when was, um, um, Garoppolo available. So if you're using that term for, for Waller, right. you should use that same term. Different for, position. For, for, for you're right. Well, D- it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. It's a quarterback. It's not a tight but, end. But he, but, it's a quarterback. Okay, but, you have to have a quarterback. You'd, you'd love to have the benefit of a great tight end. You kind of have to have a quarterback. So availability has been an issue with Garoppolo. He gets injured a lot. And availability has been a problem with Darren Waller. He's been injured a lot the last two years. But the quarterback position is more important than the tight end. Okay, but but you also said that the that 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 Jimmy G is not injured no more. He he mm-hmm. he's fine and okay. So is Wallace. Mm-hmm. So then, and my thing is this: Did you make your team better today with with Garoppolo and and, and Waller off the team? No, you mm-hmm. you're you're the fourth best team in that division right now, and you can say whatever you want. They did not get better. We did not get better as a team, and you know it. So why can't why can't they get better as a team two days from now and with the draft and a big trade in the draft and getting a player by trading their draft picks? Last year they got Devontae Adams with the first and second. What happens if they use their first and third to get a better player? You, you just Lou, Lou, I got to at least let this play out as you're okay. sitting here criticizing all this, which is very fair, your analysis. We've been letting it play out for 20 years. In the Dave Ziegler, Dave Ziegler hasn't been here for 20 years. How he dare you? How dare you compare year. Dave Ziegler to 19 last year? years here? 
Was he here last year? Yeah, and they're trying to clean and up the, the roster record? from last year. What was year? the record? What was the record? Okay, Lou. Goodbye, Lou. I don't know what the record is. You're asking me what the record is. I do the pre- and post-game show, work bleeping seven days a week for the team, and I don't know the record. Again, I don't agree with Waller being gone. I wish Waller was here. I really do. I, I think Darren's a hell of a human being and a player. He's not here. And we're trying to figure out what they're going to do going forward here. Bill Williamson tweeted out, the longest Raider insider that I know, Waller's 30, and he's missed 14 games the past two seasons, so getting a late third isn't horrible. But still, why did the Raiders extend him last year? This regime continues to make moves step-by-step rather than showing it has a real plan. Only plan has been to compile guys they know. And it's starting to look like they're bringing in guys they know. No debate on that issue. Guys they believe are more reliable in what they're trying to do with their plan and their vision on offense, and we're waiting to see what's going to happen with defense. This has been a heavy, heavy offseason of talking offense, and Jacoby Myers is a really good player. Okay, I know he made that throw to Chandler Jones that you're all going crazy about. I get that. He's a good player. He's a good player, and they can build around him, and they like his availability and what he can do. But today, we're going to say goodbye to Darren Waller and wish him well. And hear from the Raider Nation on Darren Waller being traded to the Big Blue Wrecking Crew for a third-round pick for the 100th pick in the third round. Motioning rugs over to the left side of the formation. Carr's going to throw. Fires. Caught. Touchdown. Waller grabs it in the back of the end zone. Jackpot. Vegas touchdown. That's old school Raiders. And we wanted to have a Waller touchdown. Now new school Raiders. The voice of the silver and black. Jason Horowitz. And Jason, we were talking about having you on. And I appreciate you coming on with me. I know you were on with Q. The breaking news on Darren Waller. Uh, being moved to the Giants for a third-round pick. Give me your opinion on this move. Uh, my first thought is it's not a surprise. I had heard that there was accuracy uh, to the reports of the trade deadline, that Darren Waller, that they were um, looking or maybe thinking about trading him. So I don't think it should be a shock that they are thinking about that again. And then my second thought was other than the fact that, you know, look, they just signed Jacoby Myers, so they changed, they're basically trading weapons in different positions. But the other thought was as the day, first two days have gone through here, JT, you know, we all know that the Raiders badly need to address defense. And with signing Jacoby Myers and Jimmy Garoppolo, there wasn't a big amount of cap space when you think about the fact that you still have to leave some for the draft class to address the defense. And so this Hypothetically, do we have you there, Jason? Oh, okay. Phone ghosts playing games, new studio. Let's get him back up again. Uh, 702-365-9200. So Jason, I think, was leading us down the road that this move is being made for draft equity to go defense. I think that's one of the proper ways to look at it is uh, how can the Raiders find a way with a pretty strong offense, especially now, too, even with the loss of Waller. The offense has got a lot of upside with the other players who are here. Does this help moving forward with 
building up the defense with draft equity and what they have going on there. So as we bring back Jason Horowitz, Jason, you were just talking about, you know, the draft equity they could come back with or still money to go out and get defensive players. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically what you, what my, what I was saying is hypothetically they could do that. Is, you know, look, you, you, you create space, right? And there are still some big names out there that would cost dollars uh, that they certainly could go after. Um, and we'll see, but you know, look, the, the reality JT is that we knew after last year's season that this team was going to look drastically different and it wasn't just going to be that Derek Carr wasn't back. Um, so I don't think that anything from the last 24 to 36 hours should be that surprising. Jason Horowitz is our guest. Yeah, I, I think I, I would push back a little on that because you're right. We had a, a little bit of this vibe on Waller last year to the Packers and, you know, you're a play-by-play voice, and you do a lot of basketball, too, and we talk a lot about the NBA on my other show. If you're not available, you can't put up the numbers that live up to your contract, and I think this regime gave him an opportunity, gave him a new contract, then evaluated him, and he didn't live up to the contract, not because he's not a great guy and a real talented guy. He just wasn't available for a lot of games. Well, for this year, certainly, and, and he had missed some time in 2021 as well. Um, but in 2019 and 2020, he didn't have any games. So, so to your point about that, um, you know, post new contract, he missed eight games. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know that it's completely fair to characterize his entire career with the Raiders as someone who was totally injury prone. No, no, uh, no, and, no. Clear, and, and clearly, you know, in 2019 and 2020, he had monstrous seasons. So, um, you know, you wish him the best of luck. The Giants have only had one ever 1,000-yard tight end, and that was Mark Bovaro, who's a big-time name of, the, of years mm. past. Uh, if you played Tecmo Bowl, you knew about Mark Bovaro. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Jason Horowitz joins us, yes. Uh, growing up watching him play, that guy would just run through people. Uh, I want to go with what you think could be happening now again. I want to stay on this topic because we, I think we all understand that the draft – is the key to Dave Ziggler. They have the seventh pick overall. So now that they have Jimmy Garoppolo, and we're not going to hold you to this because I'm not going to hold myself to this. I, I, my opinion is you got Garoppolo. You don't need to burn that seventh pick on a quarterback because if you do, you didn't need Garoppolo. You could have brought in Jacoby Brissett or could have kept Stidham and just got that kid ready. You got Garoppolo. Hopefully he plays two full seasons, possibly three, and you don't have to have that quarterback. Maybe you can get him next year or maybe you can get another free agent at the end of Garoppolo. That seventh pick, Jason, is looming, and there hasn't been much done on the defense. That is a big pick where you can get a stud defensive player or even move back and get another first-round pick. So I like the second thing that you just said. I think that's always a great option. You know, two first-round picks to me uh, is always better than one, especially if both of them are good. And, you know, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels and their staff are going to believe that who they're picking are going to come in and make an impact and all of that stuff. And I know, you know, Raiders picks in years past uh, certainly have not, for the whole, been that. Um, here's the thing, though, and I said that to you about the with regard to quarterback, what, when, when the combine was over, you and I were texting back and forth, and I told you who I love, and it had nothing to do with any of the big names that were coming out of the combine. It had nothing to do with Anthony Richardson jumping ability, it had nothing to do with Will Levis's arm, and it had nothing to do with any of that. All year long, and you know I've covered college football a long time, mm-hmm. and I've talked to this kid a bunch, um, Hendon Hooker is a phenomenal quarterback. And now, whether it's that the system, 
Is it because he makes great decisions? Is it his accuracy? Is it his size? You know, I'll leave that to them to decide whether that means he could be a pro player. But one of the things that Hendon Hooker was tremendous at in his two years at Tennessee, dude mm-hmm. never threw interceptions. He also could leave the pocket. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to, but it was an option. And I, there was one point this year, if you combine the two seasons at Tennessee, where he had like 50 touchdowns at four interceptions. I don't know what it finished at when he ended up tearing his ACL at South Carolina, but he is a tremendous player, a fantastic uh, kid. I say kid, he's like 24 years mm-hmm. old, but a fantastic kid. Uh, and so to your point, hey, you don't have to take a first-round quarterback with Hendon Hooker. You know, maybe you, maybe you can get him at pick 39 or, you know, whatever the trade and move it around is or something like that. But, but I'm going to guess with you that, that, that the first or first two picks have to be defense. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be fun to see who they can get on defense. I believe at number seven, I just know this from covering close to 25 drafts with this team, that guys are going to move down and fall who are very good. And the, the reasons why a lot of these guys fall is when there's this much paranoia at the quarterback position. I wouldn't, sure. take, I wouldn't take Richardson or Levis in the top seven picks at all, but who cares what I think because the Colts will and another team will. So what's going to happen is I don't know if the Raiders have to move up to get a quarterback, whatever they're going to do, but I know that a defensive stud – or an offensive tackle stud's going to fall to them at 7, and if they can move back to 11 or 13, whatever it is, and get that same player, that would be fine by me. Hey, walk me through the offense here, because we don't know if Hunter Renfro is safe. So Hunter Renfro is very similar to Waller. He wasn't available last year. Unfortunately, he was concussed. He missed a lot of the years. They gave him a new contract, just like they gave Waller. So walk me through this offense if uh, Renfro is here, or if he's not here, with the weapons that they still have, and the most important one being a running back who led the league in rushing. So I, let's, let's start with the first part. If Renfro's there, you've got Renfro in the slot. You've got Myers in your spot where you had the mixture of Matt Collins or Keelan Cole. And then, of course, Devontae Adams mixed with Josh Jacobs. And you assume a tight end that they bring in, whether that's re-signing Foster Morrow. There's reports about Mercedes Lewis towards the end of his career. Whoever that maybe it's somebody in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. Again, I have no idea. Um, so the offense looks like that. My question, push back to you, is: Is Jimmy Garoppolo protected? You know, the offensive line. When I got hired in July, the biggest storyline for the Raiders when I took over JT and you had me on your show the first time was: Hey, how are how is the offensive line going to be? It was the whole conversation in training camp, and. You know, by name, they didn't go out and get anybody uh, big time. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, the line performed better than people expected, yes. but it still needs to be better. Um, maybe there's a belief in Brandon Parker. Remember, I think he was supposed to be the starting right tackle, and then he gets hurt. So maybe there's a belief. They re-signed him. So, I, again, that, that's a question mark to me. So, I, look, from a skill position spot, the Raiders, I think, are fine. And Jimmy Garoppolo... You know, people have their thoughts on him one way or the other. I think he's a lot better than people, as long as he can stay healthy, a lot better than people uh, give him credit for. And he's down the field passer and he's yards per attempt, the top five in the NFL. You know, that's great stuff. And you've got Devontae and Jacobs. Like, that's a great start. Got to protect him. And you've got to stop somebody. Those two things happen. This team's going to be fighting for the playoffs. Jason Horowitz, so perfect day to have you on because you're new to the organization, just like the head coach and the GM. 
and you're all in. You're the voice of the Raiders. No one wants the Raiders to win more than the voice who's calling the game and can call touchdowns and victories, and most importantly, victory formations, correct? You want to have victory formations with under a minute 30 to go in the game, but you're not as emotionally tied as Raider fans who are lined up nine deep on me now going lunacy, going crazy here. You could be a voice of reason looking at some of the new moves and you don't have the history of some of these fans 30, 40 years. So that's kind of what that's we're right. balancing today. No, I don't. I don't. And that's, and that's a great point. I don't, I don't have the history of, oh, here we go again, or this isn't going to work. or this Because every regime believes something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Raiders fans look at regimes and they have their favorites or their ones that they like the least or whatever it might be. Um, but every regime obviously goes into its, into its free agency and its drafts and its picks thinking that the guys – that they are bringing in are going to be there to win, right? No regime is bringing in guys who are like, ah, oh, this is our four-year plan because regimes don't think about four years down. I mean, they do. They have to with, with regards to money, but they also know that, hey, if we don't win in two or year two or three, we're not going to be here in year four or five. So they're thinking about this in the long term, but also the short term. So well, look, wh- I... Go ahead, Jake. No, we, we, no, we, no, please. Sorry to interrupt you. We could have fun today because I got NFL.com in front of me and it says trade, Giants acquired Darren Waller from Raiders. And then the next headline says Patriots West. Wide receiver Myers joins McDaniels. So it's just fueling these fans who want to talk about the Patriot way or they don't and understand that these gentlemen now who are running the team. A, kind of want their guys who they trust to know what they can get out of, know how they practice, know how they are in and out of the building, and want to make some moves while acquiring other players from outside the building who they're willing to give a chance on. And and that's so, what's really tough to navigate through these last couple of days. I, I, think, that, I think that part's important. Like, you, you know, look, everyone says, well, they're trying to emulate the Patriots. Well, first of all, if you take two decades of winning, you'd love to have that. So that's the first part. The second part is, obviously, they had Tom Brady. So... You know, I think the, the argument is still part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Was it Brady? Was it Belichick? Was it the Patriot way? Whatever. Um, but one of the things, and you go back, and maybe it's not true the last three, four years, but one of the things you go back and look at from the Patriots in like the 2003 through 2014-15, they drafted well. You know, it's not always well, but some of, a lot of their first-round picks, and usually towards the end of the first-round picks, were guys that played pretty well in the NFL you know, for eight to 12 years, you know, whether it's your Gerard Mayo's, your Chandler Jones, right. You know, they drafted well. Uh, and I think that's important if the, if Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels can emulate that, you know, in the middle of the draft, the middle of the first round, whatever it might be moving forward, because, you know, look, Tom Brady covers a lot of things, but, but, you know, the rest of those Patriots and the McCordys and what, what have you, um, those guys were not top five, top 10 picks. Ever. Yeah. You know, I was looking forward to having you on today with not this breaking news or this type of news. I thought it would be all Aaron Rodgers. You know, I'd have little Raiders and Aaron (laughs) Rodgers to the Jets. Can you believe for what we do for a living, we're still waiting on this Aaron Rodgers news and he's playing hostage? He's playing hostage with the Jets, a team he hasn't come to terms with yet. Aren't you glad? I mean, maybe you're not because maybe you maybe you wanted Aaron Rodgers and Raiders fans. I know there's. Oh, I did. I wanted Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders. I, I had no problem with that. I, no problem I know with you that. Did. But but no. But but aren't you glad you don't have to deal with that BS? Mm-hmm. Which is oh, bring my guys. I need my guys. I you know I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to go in the darkness, and you know maybe <laughs> the yoga will tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do soon. 
not today. Then I'm going to go hang with Pat McAfee and my buddy AJ. Hall. I mean, give me a break. If he is, he is. I uh, look, no question, is he a great quarterback? Yes. But you know what? Trent Dilfer has the same amount of Super Bowl victories as Aaron Rodgers, and Trent Dilfer is now coaching football <laughs> at UAB. So give me a break. Uh, great to talk to you. I hope to see you real soon here in the off season. And I know I know you got a lot of March Madness coming up. So all the best. We'll come up for air in a couple of weeks. You got it, JT. I'll talk to you soon. All right, that's the voice of the Raiders, Jason Horowitz on the radio. I did a podcast today with Lincoln Kennedy. No mention of Darren Waller. And that podcast is really good, I think. We did a hell of a job today because of Lincoln. I give all the credit to Lincoln as he played in the league, and Lincoln's able to evaluate everything and what's happening. But there was no Darren Waller in it, but still worth a listen. All right, tomorrow I'm at the Strat. I'll be there from noon to 3. Check out the new Strat. You haven't been there in a while. I think you'll be really impressed. We'll be at the PTs right when you walk in the lobby for a special remote when we come back. Also, my conversation with Vinny Bonsignor next hour and what you think of the Darren Waller trade. Yes, Darren Waller traded to the New York Giants. Garoppolo. He's got time. He's got a man wide open. It's Twelly. Makes the catch. 35. Rob Twelly inside the 20 and down inside the 15. Bobby dug up some Jimmy G sound bites. That meme that went out with all his touchdowns actually looked pretty good. Hopefully he does that as a Raider. J.C. Raider in Salt Lake City. Let me get you up. Thanks for being patient. Go. Hey, thanks, JT, for taking my call. Mm. You know, I understand, you know, Raider fans and kind of myself, we're kind of up in, not necessarily up in arms, Mm. but there's a lot of change happening right now. And it's not change we're accustomed to. And I think everybody just needs to take a step back and understand, you got to let this play out. At the end of the day, JT, these guys are making their own bed. And they'll lay in it, and the and the proof will be on the field, and then that's when we can make our judgments. But I think everybody should just kind of take a step back, let these guys do their thing. But at the end of the day, they have a six and eleven team. I do not think with Josh McDaniel's prior coaching record, mm-hmm. he can have a repeat of this next year. If you're doing all these moves, I think you got to show production and i hope he does and i hope it works because you know as well as i do jt this this league's about winning yeah, you've seen you, you see with uh, hackett in denver you, mm. you you know you don't get three four five years to prove especially if you're going to do a lot of bold moves mm. like this so i hope it works out but i think everybody should let this play out and see where it goes because at the end of the day these guys are deciding their own fate. I'm just concerned a little bit, JT, about the morale, the morale of the team, right? And of course, it's early and that can change. Right. But, you know, when you got Devontae and Josh Jacobs, these are your bread and butter. You got to make sure, Max, that these guys understand what you're doing. And I think David and them are keeping them in the loop. So mm-hmm. I hope they succeed. I want them to succeed because I want to win. But at the end of the day, the product will be on the field. And that's yeah, that's exactly judgment. right. You know, there's no doubt that Mark Davis has full support for Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. I know this from talking to the owner personally and talking to the coach and the GM. 
it's hard for Raider fans even to come to grips with that. It's even hard to believe that the owner, the GM, and the coach could be on the same page to get it right. Mark Davis had a deal for 10 years for John Gruden to make it right and win multiple championships. A lot went on behind the scenes. The emails, all that changed abruptly. Rich Passaccia getting to the playoffs. Mark believed that putting these two together, long-term, doing it correctly, which would be deconstruct the mistakes, and there were plenty of the past, and now try to fix that and go with new players would be the plan for the future. They're doing that. They're following their plan. It hurts a lot of fans because they want to keep their favorite jerseys and their favorite players, and we're all understanding of that. But everybody's on the clock. Everybody in the organization, in every nook and cranny of the building, wants to win and get it right. And today we say goodbye to Darren Waller and wish him well.